You're listening to episode 59. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it, and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really... I am the number one student. So get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Generals Podcast, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. And remember to subscribe to our channel on iTunes and Stitcher Radio so that you do not miss a single episode. Five days a week, we're coming to you live. This is Davis Mutawa here, your host. I am very excited today to bring you our feature guest, Miss Red Horrocks. Red, welcome to the Business Generals Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Ladies and gentlemen, Red is a business general when it comes to growing an audience on sites like Fiverr. She has been featured as a professional voice artist. Um, we've seen her in Forbes magazine, Business Insider, as one of the top earners globally on the Fiverr website, which we'll talk about a little bit more. She's also the founder of Instant Voicemails, which um, is a cool service that you can use to maximize how you how you present your business um, when people call your office and call your business. So we're going to get into some of that as well. And uh, she's also helping people on websites like Fiverr to maximize their earnings. So, so this is an exciting show for me because um, I saw Red's article probably about a year ago um, in the Forbes magazine, and I was quite intrigued to to understand how she has built her brand. And uh, we want to get into her, some of her story here. So, Red, welcome to the show once again. Um, just kick us off by letting us know a little bit about your personal background um, outside of business. Well, I'm um, I'm kind of a little bit of a nomad. Uh, I'm originally from West Sussex in the United Kingdom. Um, and then when I was 18, I decided to move to America for six months. And I've now been here for 16 years. Um, wow. Yeah, I've lived on both coasts and now I'm living in the Midwest. I am, uh, as you said, I do voiceovers and I've, I've built and sold a couple of other businesses in my time. And now I'm working primarily as a voiceover artist. I was uh, working corporate before this and had a really amazing opportunity to just go ahead and plunge into this full time and never looked back that's amazing i've i've read your your awesome story as i said on forbes magazine and business insider and uh, it's always interesting to to find out that um you know somebody has worked in corporate and um you know they found and for you it almost sounded like accidentally you stumbled over this opportunity so can you walk us through how that all transpired in terms of use finding yourself as a professional um voice of artist on the fiverr platform and then maybe just start with the um, aspect of what is the Fiverr platform for somebody who doesn't know what it is? Well, the Fiverr platform is actually a really fantastic thing. It's been around for, I want to say, about seven years now. It's it's basically a marketplace where you can buy and sell services, primarily digital services. Um, and the name comes from the fact that uh, 
base price on this platform is usually at $5. So what you can do as a logo designer, as a voiceover artist, as a, a SEO expert, as anything that has some kind of service you can provide digitally is you can go online, you can offer your services starting at $5 or more. And um, it's just a great way to gain business and to gain clients. Um, one of the things that I really like about Fiverr is that it's got a built-in a built-in system where people are funneled to look at your offering, and mm-hmm. people can uh, people from all over the world can look and find me um, with me doing absolutely no external work on there. So I wake up in the morning and I'll have orders in my queue and I'll start working on those, and it's just really great. Uh, it started out a lot smaller. I think initially it was kind of supposed to be like a wacky fun site, and then mm-hmm. offerings started expanding and then it just became like this huge kind of juggernaut and now there's there's tens of thousands of sellers on the site and way more than that buyers so it's just a really good kind of a home base for where i've kind of grounded a lot of my business over the last few years um Mm -hmm. and it's uh something that i'm i'm very happy to be a part of um and it's just been a really good vehicle for me to turn what was initially a side gig uh to make some extra money into a full-time career right talk to us about that how did that um, side gig start um well it started a long time ago um so when i was in college um i had a friend who was doing video game design i was actually a journalism major and he Mm -hmm. uh asked me to record a voice for his video game because he liked my accent. And I was like, ah, oh, sure, it's an afternoon. I've got nothing going on. Why not? So I went yep. in with him and uh, it was this um, action video game. So right. I was like the main character and it was all like, this is what it sounds like when you punch someone and do a blood curdling death scream and just all this just ridiculous stuff that you would never normally do. And right. um, it was just really fun. I really liked it. So then over the years, and um, we're talking like 10 years, uh, I would do things as favors for friends and like little things here and there. And then I had a bunch of credit card debt uh, when I was in my kind of mid-20s and I was looking to make extra cash. And one of my friends worked for an audiobook company and she said, oh, well, they're looking for more British girls. Do you want me to give them your name? I was like, sure, no problem. So I did a couple of books for them. And then around that time was when I found Fiverr. And I realized I really, really enjoyed doing it. And I have a knack for... I have a knack for two things. I have a really good knack for cold reading scripts. So I can look at something and I can read it through once and it sounds like I've done it 12 times. Um, And I've also got the ability to switch my accent completely from British to American because I've lived here for so long. So Mm. those two things, like my little party tricks, um, they really lent themselves to doing something like like standard voiceover narration, voicemails, things like that on, on Fiverr and for other places and other companies. So it started out just something I was doing in my spare time. And then it got to the point where I was doing it more and more and more. And then it got to the point where, so my last job, I worked evening. So I was on from 3.30 in the, 3.30 in the afternoon to 11.30 at night. And I was literally getting up at eight in the morning, recording, going to work at 3.30, coming home, recording until 3 a.m., going to sleep for five hours. And that just kept on going. And I just couldn't do both. And um, I just, I really wanted to just do voiceovers full time because I love it so much. So I gave my job four months notice and I was out the door. Very interesting. And um, did you always think um, about entrepreneurship or did that just come? Um, I've kind of always been a bit of an entrepreneur. I've, I've, um, I don't really know. I think, well, I I think I probably get it a bit from my parents because they, they've instilled independence in me in a very young age. Um, Mm. but, uh, 
I've built several other businesses. I used to run a bath and beauty company that I built up and sold. Um, I was a co-founder on a really big user uh, UX blog, which I helped build, and then I sold my share. And then um, mm. just little things here and there. I've just always, always. I used to make pies. I used to make jam. Um, just all kinds of little things like that. I've always wanted to do like business growth, and I've always been interested in it. And um, this one in particular, you know, it's not exactly the kind of business you can sell on. So it's just, you know, mm. just doing that full time now. And I like working for myself, but I also I like building things. I like making things grow and expand and seeing them succeed and putting my time and energy into it. And then getting to see the results is is something really, really rewarding for me. And, and what's what drives you to do this every day? My family is a lot of it. Um I really, really like, uh, I'm the breadwinner for my family. So my husband is a um, fantastic, amazing guy. He was in the same career for 22 years and then decided that he, he'd always wanted to be an engineer just his entire life. And he'd never had an opportunity to go to college, never was able to do any of that. And mm. um, about uh, a few years ago, he started doing it part time. And it was kind of the same thing. Like he was working, you know, 80 hours a week, easy, you know, between his job and this. And one day he came home and he was just exhausted and he said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And I just looked at him and said, don't, you know, my business is doing great. Let's just do that. So now he's a full-time student and I, we both work from home because he's on, at school online. So this mm. business affords me the ability to spend time with, with the people I want to spend time with, to support my family, to continue to help him achieve his dream and it just allows me a lot more freedom and flexibility and and I just I love it I love working for myself there's sometimes there's things that aren't great you know with every every freelancer knows it's like it sucks when you don't have have sick days it sucks when you don't have paid time off but yeah. for me you know especially God, when you're a voiceover artist and you have a sick day oh it's rough it's really hard, um, but it's worth it, and I, I love it. And so that's a big inspiration for me, but it's also the fact that I, there's no ceiling over my head, which I love. When I was working at corporate, the one of the things that I hated was the fact that like within my job, I could go no further. That was it. Mm -hmm. Like I'd hit the right. high point, and that's not enough for me. Like I always want more. I'm very, very goal-oriented, but once I've hit my goal, I want the next one. So... For me, having my own business is great because this this will go as far as I choose to take it, and I'm the one responsible for that. I love I love your inspiration, and um, and the passion just flows through the microphone. So <laughs> I guess your clients also get that. For for the sake of um, entertaining myself, could you, <laughs> do, could you do me a an example voice over and say, "This is Red Horrocks, and you're listening to the Business Generals podcast," and and do it in two accents for for me and for my listeners. Sure. This is Red Horrocks, and you're listening to the Business Generals podcast. And then in American, it would be, this is Red Horrocks, and you're listening to the Business Generals podcast. That's amazing. It's my only <laughs> trick. That's the only party trick I have. That's the one thing I can do. I cannot juggle. I cannot dance. I cannot do anything. I can switch my voice. That's it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know whether she's going to do the American accent soon after the British one, but she did it. That was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> now, that one I can do, like I can switch between the two. But if you said, okay, be like, you know, an old British person and then an American child, it would just be a complete cacophony of disaster because <laughs> that I can't do. That I need more time on. But those two I can do really quickly. 
And actually, a lot of my clients ask me to do that. Like they want something, they want the exact same script in both accents. So I've got a lot of practice switching between the two. Right, right, right. And can you do an Australian accent? I can't. I get asked that all the time. It's terrible. (laughs) It's awful. I wish I could. I I really do get asked that a lot. Um, And then like other accents I can't do. Like I get asked for Scottish all the time and I can't do that either. The only thing I can say in Scottish is Scotland. That's it. It's not helpful (laughs) at all to anyone. Uh, Very well. How did you know that Fiverr was going to last you this long? I had no idea. Um, I had no idea that it was going to do this well. Um, I'm a really, really uh, methodical tracker of analytics with my work. So I have details on absolutely everything I've done since I started on Fiverr, how many orders I've got, how much money I've made. And one of the reasons why I was willing to go full time into it was because I'd been working on the site for over a year and I'd seen exponential growth month after month after month, and it didn't look like it was slowing down. So what I did uh, in order to, to kind of take the plunge was when I did, when we talked about me leaving my corporate job, um, one of the things that we discussed was whether or not we could maintain the same lifestyle on my voiceover income. Um, Mm -hmm. So what we did was um, we just started banking my paycheck from my regular job and we started treating it like I only had the voiceover work and we were doing fine. We were fairly comfortable. So that was one of the things that really gave me the impetus to, to make the switch and to believe that I could do it because I'd already been essentially financially doing it. And that's another reason why I gave them, I gave them four months notice, um, Mm. which was quite funny. Um, but I still had, it was the weirdest thing. So I gave them four months notice. And up until the day I left, I kept having these like nightmares that I was going right. to go in and I was going to ask, for, I was going to say, no, wait, I don't want to leave. I want my job back. And they're like, no, we've already replaced you. Like, yeah. I, had those, I had those dreams for like, I was like, well, at least every few days for the last month. It was quite funny. And by then my replacement was already in. So I was training her whilst having these nightmares. It was hilarious that's crazy right and so and we talked a little bit about fear of failure before before i get to that you've been tracking everything you've been tracking so how many orders have you executed in total if you've got that number is it over fifty thousand? on fiverr or everywhere on fiverr and then everywhere on fiverr's thirty three thousand. wow and and everywhere i think i'm close to i've got to be getting close to sixty thousand now probably um, that one I have less stats on. Um, five is a little yeah. easier because they track it for me as well. But yeah, it's it's a lot. I do about, I do anywhere from two to three hundred projects a, a week. Um, a week. A week. Yeah, it's. You're it's, a machine. I it's practice. It's just practice. I've just had a lot of practice, and I've I've been able to because I've been doing this for so long. I've been able to build in things that make me way more efficient. Like I have an assistant. And she, I would be lost without her. Um, her name's Emily. She's amazing. Uh, and mm. if I didn't have something like all these processes that I've got in place, I wouldn't be able to do this amount of work in a short amount of time. Like I'd be working 12-hour days. And luckily for me, I'm not working 12-hour days. Okay. Walk me through the Fiverr funnel. Okay. In what way? How does somebody get their work produced and done and you get paid? So what they'll do is they'll go onto my gig page because everything's called gigs on Fiverr. So they'll go onto my gig page and they'll select what they want to order. Um, So usually a voiceover gig. They'll enter in what their word count is because everything for voiceovers is priced by word count. So say they want 100 words, it would be $5. They can decide Mm. if they want to add any extras. Do they want to add in music? Do they want me to split it into lots of different files? Do they want to have it delivered more quickly? Um, Things like that. 
So they enter that in, they place the order, they send me the script and any details. I record it, I upload it, they approve the work, and then I get paid. Uh, but it's all um, it's all very, very awesome. Like I never, I'm never into any of the payment information. Like I don't have access to anyone's payment information at all. Like, you know, it's all done through the site. They handle everything. So it's like if someone comes to me and says they're having trouble with their credit card, I wouldn't be able to help them because I don't have access to that side of things. Um, but yeah, it's all uploading and downloading from the site. Like everything's on there and they store your orders on there for like a really long time. So that's always really helpful for a lot of my clients. Like if they've ordered something and then something's happened three months later, they've lost the file. They can go back and that's still, it's still there, which is, you know, very, very helpful. And, and your processes, how do they come in to, to help you gain efficiency? Can you help us understand some of that? So one of the things that um, I do is because I do so many orders, I have a lot of small orders. And if you think about it, yeah, it doesn't take me very long to record it. But what I've got to do is I've got to open the order, open the file, look over the script, make sure the words count correct, um, see what accent they want it in, and then record it, and then save the file under a certain file name. So what my assistant does for me, because um, she's the best, and it's actually a tool that another Fiverr user made for me. His name's Adam. Um, he's another Fiverr ambassador. Uh, he's um, just, a, just a brilliant mind. I don't even know how to describe Adam. Um, mm. He built me this tool, which is basically like Emily can go in and pull all the information I need and put it into this other system for me. So literally when I get up in the morning, I can go into my into my system that I have built and I can record, hit next, record, hit next, record, hit next because everything's exactly there. Everything's already been checked. Everything's laid out for me the way that I need it to be. And it just, it makes, I can do orders so much more quickly with this system and then I just go in and batch upload everything. So I don't have to individually spend all this time going through each order in fine detail and she's great too because then it's checks and balances for me. Like if a client hasn't uploaded their script, you know, she'll she'll shoot them a message for me and say, "Hey, you're missing your script," stuff like that. So she's great. It's just on that on that back end, she's just very very helpful for my for my recording process. I still handle obviously. I still handle every order. I still handle my messaging. I still handle my clients, and you know, revisions and feedback and such. But that just initial like putting the script into the right format for me. Because I'll get mm. it, it'll come in an Excel file or it'll come in a Word document or a PDF or a text file. It can come in any kind of way. And having someone to translate that into exactly how I need it to look before I read it is just amazing. Do you handle all your messaging in the Fiverr platform? Yeah, I do. So I get, I do get quite a few, quite a lot of messages. Um, but yeah, I just mm. handle them all. I just do sit down with my cup of coffee in the morning and I go through them. And then as they come in during the day, I answer them and yeah, just plod on through. It's great. Amazing. I want to talk a little bit about revenue. Um, and um, sometimes it's open discussion. Sometimes it's not happy to hear what your thoughts are. But what would you say is your, has been your worst um, sort of month since you, you, you went to the um, level that you are and your best month, if you're, if you're open to sharing? Um, everything's been really solid. This has been a really solid year for me on Fiverr, which has been really, really great. Last month was a little bit lower, but that's partly because... Um, no, this month was a little bit lower, but that's partly because I took gasp four days off. It was crazy, a whole four days. Um, so, you know, obviously that impacts revenue. But um, yeah. the, I, I've definitely been interested to see over the last over the last year, things have kind of leveled out when it comes to Fiverr for me. So mm. I've got my really good, solid stable of clients that work with me every single week. I've got one client that I work with on probably 30 orders a week. 
Um, really? and then I still get, yeah, he's, I love him. He's great. Um, he and I just have a really great working relationship. Um, so I work with him I, and I have a few other clients that are always consistently ordering. I'll get at least one or two orders from them a week. So I think, okay. I think the new clients have slowed a little over the last few months. Uh, and I'm not quite sure why I couldn't really lend, I couldn't really lend an opinion on that. Um, mm. but for me, there's still, I still have plenty to do. So that's a good thing. And for me also, cause I'm on, I'm actually on so many different platforms. So I'm actually on five platforms plus my own website, plus instant voicemails. You know, I've got all these different streams coming in. So I might have a low month on, uh, well, not a low month, a not as high month on Fiverr, but then I might have like an amazing month on freelancer.com. So it all kind of has a way of balancing out. Right. Now, I'm, my background is accounting. So I, I do a quick sums that I'm saying. So Red is telling me she's doing 200 gigs a day. Did you say a day or a week? A week, 300 a week. Okay, about 300 a week. So, mm -hmm. and at a minimum, that's five bucks each. Yeah, but they're much so, higher than that normally. That's like the yeah. absolute baseline. So, the absolute baseline is like, you know, between a thousand and fifteen hundred dollars a week, which is. Yeah, I'm making much more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I work hard. I've worked for it. In fairness, I always feel so weird talking about that number. You know, it's just so mm. strange. But I know. Yeah. Okay. So Don't worry, somebody... I'm also taxed on it too. So, there's that. <laughs> So, so if somebody's scratching their head, you've been you've been featured as a six-figure earner on Fiverr, and I'm assuming multiple six figures by now in in Forbes and the Business Insider. And I don't know if there's many people in that level. And you've talked about Fiverr ambassadors. So, um, is that a small club of people, or do you think there's there's room in there in that space? Um, I think there is room in that space, and I'm always seeing new people kind of come into the marketplace and just doing excellently. Um, I know I'm definitely not the only six-figure. I can name 15 off the top of my head six-figure owners on Fiverr without even blinking, um, mm. and there's definitely more than that. I'd say there's probably uh, – I mean, if I was hazarding a guess, I'd say there's probably – it's in the hundreds that are making that kind of income. Um, mm. I, I mean, especially right now, I think about the explainer video space is enormous. That's huge right now. And there's a ton of great explainer video people that are that I think it's like the top probably ten people in the category at least are making, you know, more than me. So there's just a lot of really good opportunity there. And so much of it again, it's it's finding your clients. So for me, a, my my guy that that I do orders with every week, he's ordered over thirteen hundred orders from me. Um wow. which is amazing and fantastic. And we've been working together for, you know, I think I've been working with him for about 18 months now consistently. So, I mean, if you're, if you're coming into the marketplace and you're like, oh, there's no way that I'm going to, cause there's all these other people, but you find that one client that loves working with you that can just make or break your business. It's, it's amazing. And they're, and they're out there. They're still out there. There's clients that are always looking for something new. And what are you doing for clients to be coming back? Or what are your clients typically doing in this instance why, so that they need so many orders off of you? Um, I have uh, have s several areas that I find people come back. Um, one of the big ones is, again, the explainer videos. So whiteboard videos, explainer videos, these things are huge right now. Um, and mm. everything does kind of come in waves. Um, voicemails is my bread and butter. Um, and I love doing voicemails. They're my favorite thing to do. Uh, and then stuff like training programs. Um, that's another big one because I do a lot of corporate narration work and those are like the big projects, but they're usually ongoing. So stuff like that, like there's a, uh, for a random thing, there's an irrigation company that does like little tutorials on how to do all their sprinkler systems. And every time they add a new product, product they come to me. 
because I've already done all their other videos. So um, there's a, another company that's based out of the UK that does um, – they're the people that go into a shop and, like, replace the displays – and they do tutorial videos for their people that go in to replace the displays. So they're doing stuff like for, you know, beauty products and stuff like that. So um, they always have different products that they need me to talk about. Like there's there's all that kind of thing. Like this is a constantly rotating marketplace for projects. Um, mm. I mean, some of it's a lot more special. Like some of it is a lot more specialized. Like someone who maybe does SEO optimization is probably not going to have as big of a stable of clients as me, but they're going to have more people because there's a much bigger market for SEO than there is for voiceover. Yeah. And how many hours are you working, do you say? Um, I'm in the studio recording for probably between four and five hours a day. And then I have usually a couple of hours of admin work that I kind of spread out. Um, and it can be more, it can be less. Um, I have a daily target that I try to meet. Um, and I try really hard to give myself permission to hit that and move on. <laughs> but it's really, really mm. hard because I'm just a rampant workaholic. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I'd say I work probably a, like no more than a 40-hour week. I'll do an hour or two on the weekends. Um, but I do right. work every day. I'm in the studio every single day. But that's mostly by choice. And do you sometimes look back and say, I wish I was still in, in corporate? Never, or? never, 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 <laughs> never again, never again. That is not even it. The only thing I miss is my 401k. That is the only thing I miss is my retirement plan. And mm. That's really not a very exciting thing to miss. So obviously I don't miss it that much. You don't miss it that much. So you've done well. You've, you've set yourself up in a, in a good space. I have and, a um, really aggressive savings plan, so I'm good. Awesome. And now let's talk about somebody who's now now excited and thinking, oh my goodness, if I could just do 200 gigs a week, I'd be sweet. How do you get to that point on a Fava platform? Honestly, time and patience. And I, I will say that it, this is a long game. This is not a short game. This is not a get quick rich thing. Um, it's still you're building a business and you're building your brand. And with any business and brand, it takes time. The best thing you can do, which I advise when I have people come to me for coaching is like the best thing you can do is go above and beyond and take care of your customers. Because without them, you, you, you're, that's it. That's what you need is your clients. So especially when you're starting out, if you're starting out on a platform like Fiverr, um, mm. customer care, just respect be responsive, be accessible, be um, be reasonable. Um, know that at the beginning, you're going to have to take a lower pay in order to get the reputation that you need to be able to command a higher rate. I've raised my rates two or three times in the last, I've, I've been on the site for five, five years and I've raised my rates three times, but I've done it very, very slowly and with extreme, you know, kind of nail biting every time I've done it. So it, it's okay mm. to kind of start low and work your way up. There's room to do that, but just be realistic in the beginning. If you go on and you, you're providing a service, say you're providing logo design and everyone else is doing, like all these other people are doing logo design anywhere from five to $75, but you have no portfolio and you don't have a reputation, you're going to want to come in more on the $5 end than the $75 to get started. And then mm. once people see what you can do and you've built that up, then you can start increasing it, which is what I would definitely recommend. And it's it's rough sometimes. I mean, you'll get days where you're like, oh my God, I'm only getting $5 for this. This is awful. Um, but then you get the clients that just absolutely love your work and they make you feel so much better and they tip you and they come back and they just give you really like a really good sense of purpose in knowing that what you're doing is the right thing. And you just have to trust that and go with that. 
it's so easy to focus on the negatives in any business. And I think as business people, especially as freelancers, we'll get that one bad client and that's all we talk about for two weeks. We're completely forgetting about the other, you know, 199 clients we had that were absolutely amazing. Um, It's just so easy to get kind of sucked into that. And you just got to kick yourself out of it and remind yourself that you're doing what you're doing because you're good at it. And you have to trust yourself. And and what's the psychology of the upsell on Fiverr? Because you've got, you know, the $5, it's like an entry point. But, mm-hmm. you know, most of the decent amount of work or in, for, in your case, maybe most voiceovers, I don't know, maybe they go over 100 words oh, or yeah. they need music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, in my in my field, it's bigger projects, um, obviously, are the, are the key because everything's, as I said, everything's done on word count. And I do projects anywhere from 100 to 50,000 words. Um, the 50,000 mm. words are super rare, um, but they do come around once in a while. Um, but for me, my average sale price is around, I usually am doing orders for around like up to two or 300 words is much more normal. But the add-ons mm. that I see the most with is delivery time. So I do my work a standard turnaround time of three days, which if I if I hustle and I get everything done on a Friday, that means I get most of the weekend and I can just do pickups and and expedited projects on the weekend. So that's why my delivery set to three days. So I actually get somewhat of a break. Um, but some people need something right away. So I have options where you can pay for one day delivery. Um, and then I have an option called Q jump, which basically means either I'll make a special trip into the studio for you, or I will um, do your project above all the other projects as soon as I get in. So that does, Im- it impacts, you know, a little bit impacts my day. So that's why I charge a little bit more for it. But those are the, the things like some clients just don't have the turnaround. They don't have the luxury of waiting three days. So I want to make sure that I'm offering something to them that they can get it more quickly. So everything that I offer, I try to do to make clients' lives more simple. And at mm. the same time, you know, having that little extra for it makes me because market rate for voiceovers is way higher than what I'm charging on someone like Fiverr. So it helps me kind of um, bridge that gap between what I should actually be charging and what I am charging. So it just kind of evens things out a bit more for me. And um, you've mentioned in one of your articles about a strategy that really accelerated things for you. And I think, I don't know if you put up a video or something. How are the ways that Mm -hmm. you think people can stand out on Fiverr? Yeah. So gig videos are an absolute must, regardless of what service you're offering. Because the thing about someone like Fiverr is what you're doing is you are creating a brand and you are your brand. Um, Mm -hmm. So regardless of whether you're a logo designer or SEO or you write articles or you do proofreading of resumes, you are the thing that makes you different from all of the other people. So I would always recommend for someone to have a gig video, explain your services, talk on camera, like be on camera if you can. If you're not comfortable, don't. But at least, you know, either talk like narrate it yourself or have someone else do it. But definitely make sure that you are representing yourself personally. If you're just like, I will do your logo. It's like, hi, my name's Davis. I'd love to design your logo. I have this much experience in this and I love doing this and this is what I do. Like you want them to connect with you at least a little bit so that they want to come back to you. They need to see you as a person, not a machine. I think that's important because I've I actually use Fiverr quite a bit for for different things on different different projects that I work on for for charity and for my other work. And in fact, my um, I got two assistants. My audio assistant um, Mike, I got him from Fiverr, and and Peter, who's my um, publishing and editing guy, um, he's also from Fiverr. 
and um and I'm not paying five dollars either. So, <laughs> but that's the thing too. Is like you said that that's Mike and Peter. It's not you know Bob three five seven. You know that's the thing. It's yeah. like you know them. They're your people. You know their names. You work with them. Like that's the kind of relationship that you want to build. Yeah. Now, in any business, um, Red, you've, you, you're looking at um, you know thirty three thousand gigs. That could be ten thousand clients, or maybe five thousand clients. Would you like to but know the number? Because I can tell you how many. Tell me. Tell me. Tell Let me. Let me see. Right now, I have. Do, 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 worked with da, 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 one thousand no fourteen thousand six hundred and sixty six clients. Fourteen thousand, that's huge. Now my question is this: they're not on your database. How do you bridge that gap if some if something happens to Fiverr? Okay, so the thing with Fiverr is the rules are: if you work on Fiverr, you work on with with this client. You can only work on Fiverr with it. like you can't give someone your contact information. So mm. in the terms of service, it is that, you know, all transactions must be carried out on site. You can't give them your email address. You can't give them your phone number. So um, my clients all find like those, the Fiverr clients are just on Fiverr for me. And then, like I said, mm. I have different clients, different places, but it's just, you know, that's one of the things they are a real stickler for. And I am not one to break the rules. So if a client comes to me and says, I'd like your email address, I'll never give it to them because I, it's my bread and butter. I'm not going to rock the boat. And, and that, that makes sense. So I guess you've built enough experience and brand value that if if somebody did need to, you know, go away off the Fiverr platform uh, or, or something did happen to the Fiverr platform, someone bought it out and you look, you're like, where am I going to get all my clients from? Somehow, somewhere they could find you on the, on the big internet. That would be my hope. I mean, that's the other thing about having a consistent brand, right? So my Fiverr username is my name. My website mm. is my name. My email address yeah. is my name. So it's it's one of those things where uh, I have a few safeguards in place in that respect, but that's pretty much all I can do. But that's yeah. another thing. If you're looking at going onto Fiverr, really think about what you want your username to be because you've got two ways you can do it. You can either make it representative of your service or you can make it representative of you. And I would recommend making it representative of you. That's very important because and I'm actually thinking about my my audio engineer, um, and he's got. Um, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to track him. Put yeah. it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's that's good. Now let's talk. Uh, we'll, we'll switch into instant voicemails in just a second. But fear of failure. Mm. And you've talked. You've talked a little bit about this when you were leaving your corporate role. Um, have you completely gotten over that? For now, I know we're talking about you know you're losing your database, etc. You, if, if something happens to Fiverr, how do you deal with fear of failure today? Um. It's a tricky thing. It's a challenge and it's constant. I think, I think with any freelancer it is it's, there's always a tiny part of you that's waiting for the rug to get pulled out from under you. Um, for me, it's just powering through and then planning. And uh, like I said, I've got a really, really aggressive savings plan, um, Mm. that I have kind of safeguarding against that. I also diversify. And that's another big thing. Like I said, I'm on five platforms. I, and and none of them make what Fiverr makes, but if I had to squeeze together and eke out a, a basic living where I need to pay my mortgage and that's pretty much it, that's something I would do. The other thing that I do is I have no debt. Uh, I don't have car payments. I don't have credit card bills. I have, like, I've wiped out all of my debt for the very reason that if something happened, the only thing I have to worry about is keeping my lights on and keeping my roof over my head. So I think I think being realistic about what your expenses are and what you can do. And like, you know, if you're still spending on credit cards, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that it would be a good time to go fully onto freelancing. You might want to wait until you've got that taken care of a little bit. Um, but for me, it's just, um, like I said, I analyze everything. I track trends. Um, I don't spend above my means and I diversify. And those are the main things that help me feel like I'm safe to a degree. Mm. That's good. I like that. You kind of build some safety nets around you to help you, you know, take a little bit more risk and be a bit more comfortable within your own skin. Yeah. Um, what would you say has been your biggest breakthrough moment? And I know you've started working on instant voicemails. Um, what's What's been your biggest breakthrough moment? And before we start talking about the instant voicemails. It's really dorky. Um, I'm so sorry. It's very gushy and gooey. Um, the biggest moment I had was the day I wrote my husband's resignation letter from work for him. <laughs> like, and that's the nice. thing is like, I wrote the letter, which was really fun. Um, and he didn't have, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad job. It's just, it's not what he wanted to do anymore. So for me, like my breakthrough moment of like, okay, I actually really am doing this and can do this was when I sat down and wrote that letter that said that he was resigning and he did. And that, you know, I know it's, it's mushy and gushy, but it's, that's, that was my big thing for me was having that moment where I knew with 100% certainty that I could handle it. Mm, I like it. I like it. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations for building something that can support two incomes, I guess. Um, that's long great. may, long may it go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Talk to me about instant voicemails. So you said to me before um, before we started the show um, that um, this is a new project, but you're really excited about it. I've gone to instantvoicemails.com to to listen to all the stuff that you've got there, and I think it's amazing. So well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's it's been a labor of love and a lot of um, coffee, a lot of coffee. Um, <laughs> so uh, instant voicemails is I'll do my little my little what is it? It's um, it's a direct download site for voicemails. So the idea behind it kind of came of the fact that I have so many clients that come to me and just want a really standard voicemail greeting. And they don't necessarily want anything anything involved or long or stuff. They just basically want to have someone saying, hi, thanks for calling. Um, mm. Maybe they're a small business and they just want to sound a little bit bigger. Maybe they just don't like their voice. Um, maybe they just want to come across as a little bit more polished. They want a, a recording that's more professional sounding. So that's kind of the was kind of the impetus behind it. So instant voicemails is a place where you can go and literally instantly get a voicemail for your business. And there's a ton of options on there. There's me with both my British and American accents. Um, I have a uh, male counterpart on there. His name is Andy Uso, and he's actually he's actually a radio DJ. He's great. Um, mm. but he's got all of his uh, all of the versions for that with him. There's options that you can have with and without music. So if you wanted like consistent branding for your business, there's music options on there. Um, there's things for being closed for the holidays. So if you suddenly you're going to be closed for Christmas, you can go on there and say we're closed for Christmas. So it's supposed to be the goal of it is to just make that affordable, accessible, and quick for people that would rather just have something right away. And it's it's a it's a good little site, and I'm really happy with it. And we're constantly trying to expand our offerings. And I'm just uh, continuing to watch it grow and putting time into it when I can, and just really enjoying it. Yeah, that's great. And um, I'm I'm gonna try um, my my first voice over here so that all the podcast listeners can see how how good you are at training me, right? Sure. Or, or how bad you are at training me. <laughs> so so um, instantvoicemails.com is our sponsor for this show and uh, for a couple of more shows to come. So I'm really excited about that. And so here's what I'm going to say. Today in business, first impressions are so important. When people call you 
or your business, that first voice that they hear can make them form an opinion of you immediately. So instant voicemails can help with that. They provide professional outgoing voicemail greetings in an instant. So simply go to instantvoicemails.com. That's instantvoicemails.com. Pick up the message that suits you, either the male voice or the female voice, the American voice, the British accent, and, um, and download it instantly. You can have a new professional outgoing message in just minutes. And for the listeners of the Business Generals podcast, you get an additional 15% off your order by using the promo code GENERALS. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-L-S. So order now at instantvoicemails.com and use that promo code GENERALS. That's instantvoicemails.com. How did I do, Rhett? Brilliant. That sounded fantastic. Really, really nice. That just makes me smile. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. So what is the vision for that product? Um, kind of the the idea behind it is to be able to have something. It's it's that kind of. Hmm, I'm terrible at articulating this question. Um, so one of the things that I really want from it is accessibility to expand my reach, to make things easy, to make things direct, and also just have like a really wide range of stuff. And then it allows me to have a little bit of more passive income in that you know people order something and then it's it's the work's done it's like a done for you service um but then also like my my goal with it eventually is to get it to grow to the point where i can add in more people add in different languages add in all this kind of stuff um there's Mm -hmm. a custom voicemail option on there where you can either use our script or and and amend it to have your business name in or write your own script like i really would love for it to be kind of like a go-to destination for people that are just looking for this one service because like i said voicemails is my it's my favorite thing to do i i don't know why i love them but i love doing them so <laughs> it's kind of like that's the that would be a really really nice thing to have as a backup for me um to continue to grow and to continue to do how how high is the demand for voicemails how many do you do a week um it's pretty high i've done i do several a week i mean i probably do like they comprise maybe about 20 percent of my orders which is wow. actually kind of high. Um, yeah. So between 10 and 20% of my orders. But, um, you know, it's it's a little trickier because it's kind of more of a one-shot deal. So unless people are changing their extensions or they have different people coming in to work for them, usually I get a lot more yeah. one-shot clients. But I, I do have people that I've been doing their greetings for years. Um, so, you right. know, every time they have a new staff member, they'll they'll get in touch and they'll say they need it again. So, I mean, the demand is definitely there. But like I said, it's, it's one of the aspects of my job that I, I love my job. But it's one of the parts of my job that I really like because I always feel like I'm bang on when it comes to voicemails. You know, it's just that thing. Uh, Yeah. Now, have you thought about how it translates to maybe individual consumers having that on like their mobile phone as the answering machine type thing? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'd love to get to a point with instant voicemails, which I'm still, like I said, we're adding new content where we can, um, but I'd love to get it to a point where people can have their own personalized message more so like not a business, but a regular guy. One of the things we've been actually talking about doing is doing like kind of jokey parody stuff as well, which could be quite fun. Um, Mm. So it's definitely geared towards business right now, but I'd like to get it to be more of a personal thing Um, over time. I just got to kind of figure out how to transition that in and, and get that content in and see what people like and what people don't like and do some like focus group type stuff with that. One of the things I do sometimes get asked to do on Fiverr is people will do like really, really jokey, ridiculous voicemail messages. That I, and I love doing those as stuff. 
stuff like um yeah. just little stuff like you know tom is out saving the world kind of stuff like he can't yeah. answer the phone right now because he's out saving the world probably flying around the sun um so you know it's just stuff like that it's, it's quite fun and i would like to expand it to be you know not just business oriented but where you can go to and just do something kind of personally that's neat for and inexpensive that just brings you a little bit of joy and the people and yeah. your friends when they call you they think it's funny so there's one I heard, I don't know whether it was on your Fiverr site saying, you know, all the humans have gone home, so it's just me doing blah, blah, blah. No, but that's great material. I may steal that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not me, but that sounds that sounds quite fun. Yeah. Awesome. Now, we're going to come to to the end of the show, but I want to ask you a couple of quick questions. Um, we've talked about a day in your in your life and how that looks like, so... Just give us a quick rundown. When does your day start? When does your day end? And and what are some of the things you're doing in between? So my day usually starts around between eight and nine, depending on um, whether or not I can hit snooze twice or three times. Um, mm. So uh, I get up in the morning. Um, I will go ahead and grab my coffee. I grab my laptop. Uh, I keep my work laptop down. So I work. I actually work from home, which is awesome. Um, so I oh, have nice. a, a two-story house. So my work is downstairs and home is upstairs. So mm -hmm. usually what I'll do is I'll go and I'll um, grab my laptop from downstairs while the coffee's brewing and then uh, sit at the dining room table and drink my coffee and do all my admin work and kind of see what I've got in store for the day. And then usually pop down to the studio around 9 a.m. and hang out in there until I've done almost all my work until usually about... 12 or 1 when I start getting hungry um then I do kind of take it a little easier in the afternoons like sometimes I've got I've got dogs that our dogs are our children um so we'll you know mm. take our dogs to the park and and um sometimes I'll have lunch with a friend or stuff like that but then my big rule is that um even if I go back into the studio after that that's not a problem but I am done at five o'clock that is my my big thing like I'm done with work at five and then it's you know, standard life stuff, housework and cooking dinner and all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I think is really important is figuring out when you work best, which as a freelancer can be really tricky. So I've done a billion different versions of my schedule and I change it up. Right. Usually I, I keep my work hours the same, but I change how I do things. Like, for example, right now I'm really focused on hitting a certain target. So I work until I hit the target and then I ease up. Before, one of the things that I would do is I would do 10 orders and then take a 10-minute break or do 10 orders and take a 10-minute break. And I would do that throughout the day. So I'd spend 10 minutes like upstairs getting my laundry done or whatever. So one of the things that I've learned is that for one thing, when you're freelancing, it's really good to occasionally break up your routine. And for another thing, it's really good to know when you can do your best work. And for me, my best recording time is in the morning. Like that's when I've got the most energy. That's when I'm ready to go. That's when I can knock stuff out. Like I, I'm really focused in the morning. Um, mm. I can work other times and I do. But if I want to really get the most bang for my buck as far as my time, then I'm in the studio from nine until usually about 11.30. And that's my prime time. Very good. Very good. And um, do you invest in mentors? And if you do, tell us why. Um, I don't. I have colleagues, I call them. So there's a, there's a Skype group that I am a part of that initially it started with a bunch of the Fiverr ambassadors and has offshooted into um, a few people who are not ambassadors, but Fiverr sellers. But there's a few of us that are kind of like-minded that have the same schedule. And we 
we don't collaborate, but we bounce things off each other and we talk. Um, myself and the um, so I'm the number one voiceover artist on the site, mm-hmm. and the next the next female artist is a girl called Linnea Sage. And you'd think that because she's my direct competition, we wouldn't, you know. But no, we're, we talk on Skype talk every day. <laughs> yeah, we talk every single day on Skype because mm. no one understands what we're doing, what we're going through better than the other one. And we're great. Like she's she's really awesome. She's a fantastic artist. Um, She's got a really, really special voice. And, but the other thing is like she and I just, we chat. Like sometimes we'll have the same client and they're ridiculous. Or sometimes, you know, we'll talk about whether or not we're having a slow day or a busy day. It's just, it's nice to have someone to feel like you're in it with. So for me, not necessarily mentors, but definitely comrades I have. That's nice. Yeah. Um, what are the best? two books that you think you've read that are great for entrepreneurship? It sounds really, really cheesy because I'm sure everyone says this, but The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss is very helpful. Um, yeah. Just just because it gives you a, like, a different sense of valuation on your time. I'd say that's my number one. I don't actually read a lot of business books. I'm terrible that way. That one has always stuck out to me, though. Um, generally, when I'm you know done, I, I read a lot of really random stuff. I like sci-fi fantasy and you know historical fiction and all kinds of things like that. Um, uh-huh. But for business, that one is one that if you haven't read it, I do recommend it. I think it's a helpful book. I listen to a totally lot of podcasts. Agree. That's my thing. So do you? Okay. I do. Podcasts nice. is great. Um, I go through phases. Anything by Gimlet Media generally because they're fantastic uh uh, there's a podcast called criminal that i really really like um but for business stuff um startup by gimlet media i found wonderfully fascinating as i followed it throughout the the years i think that's an amazing podcast and really really interesting and and i've gotten a lot of inspiration from that just from seeing people be so open about starting their business and seeing it grow and then it just becoming like this whole other thing it's it's really really Mm. awesome um that one I, i absolutely love and highly recommend that's good. I've never heard about that one. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, Gimlet um, Gimlet Media is kind of like this new wave in podcasting where they're they're kind of they're really heavy hitters now, but they didn't start that way. So they've gotten a lot of real. I think you probably find at least five of their shows in the top twenty on on uh, iTunes, iTunes. So nice, nice. That's always nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you this. I was gonna, and I forgot. Um, how are you growing instant voicemails today? What What's your strategy right now? Um, a lot of it's focusing on getting the word out there. Um, marketing is unfortunately not my strong suit. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. doing a lot of learning with that and learning how to do social media marketing and and stuff. And I've been very lucky that you know people have asked me to come on podcasts and they've let me talk about it, which I very much appreciate. Thank you. Um, Got it. So right now the content's there. The site's built. Everything's ready to go. Everything's working. And it's just a case of, you know, making sure that people who need the service know about it. Nice, nice, nice. Um, How do people connect with you best, Red? Well, several ways. Um, Email is always awesome. Um, And my email is super easy. It's red.horrocks at gmail.com. Red has two Ds because I'm weird. And Mm. then my website, which is redhorrocks.com. I think you're sensing a theme. And then instant voicemails. So those are the those are the best ways to contact me. And then fiverr.com slash what do you think it is? Red Horrocks. Bingo. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, before I ask my last question, I really want to thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day. I know, you know, you could have been 
producing, punching out, you know, 20 voicemails or something in, in this last hour because you're a machine. So I really appreciate you coming, <laughs> coming here on this show and, um, and giving us a little bit of fun and sharing your story with us and just that inspiration that, you know, you can go out to any of these marketplaces like Fiverr, Upwork, you know, Amazon or all these other different, different places and really just pick your platform and begin to generate an income that could eclipse your, your standard nine to five corporate role income. If, if that's what's, on your mind and give you flexibility with your time and uh, bring your spouse home like Red has done. So really appreciate your coming on this show. And um, for the last question, I always ask my guests, do you think about legacy when all is said and done? If you do, you know, what legacy do you want to leave and be remembered for and tell us why? Oh my, that's quite the question. I've, I don't think I've thought about this one much. Um, I think for me, I just want to, I just want to do a good job. (laughs) I'd like to be able to be someone that can be depended on by businesses big and small alike. I think that's one of my big things. Like one of the things I like about sites like Fiverr is having a marketplace where things start so inexpensively is people can get professional service that they otherwise couldn't afford. So there's projects and there's things I've worked on that have really, really hit home in that they are for people. Um, and I'd like, I like the fact that there's things that I've been a little bit of a part of. There was a short film, uh, called The Most Beautiful Day that I did a voice for. And I think personally the film is gorgeous. And it's, it's like a tiny film and it was made somewhere. Oh, I want to say, I don't quote me on this, but it's somewhere, somewhere like Croatia. Um, mm. but I was a teeny, teeny part of that. Um, I had a couple who were celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary and they had me narrate the story of their life. Um, mm. That kind of thing, you know, it's less about the business, but more about the fact that like I've been able to be like a little part of something bigger. Um, and I just like to keep doing that, to keep being a tiny part of something just a little bit bigger. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with me and Red today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And I hope you got your hopes up that you are good enough to chase your dreams. Head on over to businessgenerals.com and uh, forward slash Red. H-R-E-D-D-H and you will get our show highlight reel that summarizes everything we have discussed here today um, so you actually don't have to actually take notes so we've got that at businessgenerals.com forward slash red H and to connect with Red you can find her at redhawks.com and uh, what was that email again Red? R-E-D-D dot H-O-R-R-O-C-K-S at gmail.com Absolutely and you can also check her out at instantvoicemails.com and remember for the listeners of this show you can get an additional 15% off of your order by using promo code generals and you can order at instantvoicemails.com to get your new professional outgoing message in just minutes. Red, thank you so much for being on the Business Generals podcast today and for sharing your story with us. We're absolutely grateful you are a true business general. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hey, what's up, Business Journalist family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Journalist podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, and you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.